Welcome to Logistics Business Conversations, where we talk with key spokespeople in the logistics industry about topical issues. Hosted by Peter McLeod, editor of Logistics Business Magazine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the latest Logistics Business Conversations podcast. My name is Peter McLeod, editor of Logistics Business Magazine, and your host for today's podcast. It's my great pleasure to introduce to you my guest, Robert Jordan, who is CEO at the Information Factory. And Robert joins me for a podcast entitled Transport Management, Data and Delivery. Robert, welcome to the Logistics Business Conversations. Please introduce yourself to the listener and tell us a little bit more about the iFactory. Thank you, Peter. Um, Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be with you. Um, And thank you very much for um, having me today. Um, A little bit about me. Um, I've been doing um, uh, data uh, in the logistics business for um, the last 20 odd years um, at this point. Um, Quite a lot of time inside DHL. And then um, we came out from DHL. Um, and um, have formed the Information Factory. And as a group, we've been doing uh, data for logistics companies, uh, data solutions, reporting solutions, um, advanced analytics um, for the last 20 years. So um, at this point, we're around about 80 people, um, virtual team, and um, quite happy with what we're doing. Well, it's uh, it's an exciting sector to be involved with, and I think uh, you know, particularly in transport, a lot of factors affecting the way people go about business. So, what's driving them towards uh, digitization within this sector? The journey that we've seen data go on and and digitization go on that goes alongside the data um, has just been um, absolutely massive over the years. Um, we've seen it from the early days of um, needing um, reporting information and basics for you know, metrics and management. Um, through to the all pervasive uh, data that is use that is now out there and um, and kind of nowadays with with data and and digitization um you're you're either in it or you're obsolete and losing business um so I think that the, the driving factors are, are many um and certainly um the, the the increasing complexity the request for visibility within the supply chain um are two of the factors that are um are very important in it. Well, I'm sure we'll be going on to those later. I mean, where, where are the pain points currently, you know, particularly within the transport sector, uh, where uh, solutions such as those offered by yourselves can uh, help businesses to uh, overcome? Well, pain points come in, um, uh, well, an awful lot of people have difficulty handling data, which is um, one of the things that we're particularly good at, and we're able to be able to help them. Um, we've been called um, plumbers in the past, and um, we're, we're very good plumbers. Um, the need to be able to integrate data and pull it together um, is something that a lot of people struggle with. The need to handle data, um, the sheer volume of data that is now out there um, uh, is something that is a lot of people come to us um, for, for help with. Um, there's no question that it is um, getting harder um, for people to be able to to get uh, to stay up with all of the potential that they have from um, the data and also all of the needs that their customers and um, suppliers need um, for them in handling the data. So we've got multiple um, support cases for any business looking to be able to do this, and they have multiple needs of us. Uh, it sounds like it, yes. And so so how can this data then be used to the advantage of your customers? Um, well, 
just go back on the statement that that either you you've got the um either you've got the data and you're in the game or or you're out of the game um and I, and i i think as say in the old days you were looking at reporting um as being the key drivers for for the need um certainly in the early days we were uh, watching uh, big customers who are saying, okay, we need to be able to have some sort of reporting of just exactly what we're doing in terms of volumes. And that was at a very high level, you know, number of shipments and that type of thing. Um, and, and that very um, quickly went to a lower level of granularity. And then you started to get into this position where the analytics is just one part of the um, the use of data. And you've now got this um, data that, that that spreads horizontally across all of the different parts of the of the supply chain. And you're talking about integrating it um, uh, across the various different players, making sure that um, that, that people can get the best out of it. Um, you know, first mile, middle mile, last mile, warehousing, everybody is producing data and everybody needs to be able to tie it together. So, so yes, um, it, it seems like there is sort of many touch points throughout a, a business where um, where you can consult and, and support. So, how, how does that consultation process work? For example, um, you know, what are the sort of metrics you look at, and what are the areas of a business, or maybe what are the business functions that uh, you can help to optimize? That's a lovely question. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of our work is to do with the um, the finance. It's to do with the pricing um, side of things. There's a lot of optimization work in those. Revenue optimization is something that's um, fairly common with us. Um, but also, of course, there's um, the, the the sales usage of the data, um, putting it together in a way that the salespeople can um, spend their time doing sales. Saying that, as you go forwards, there's more um, high-end um, analytics needs for it um, and support of things like voice analytics for customer services comes through. Um, there's certainly support of um, uh, lots of different planning processes across the operations side. Uh, I, endless um, use cases come through. Um, one of the ports that um, we've um um, had dealings with were were needing to be able to pick up um, a, a beautiful thing called key performance um, indicators, but in their case, it was the the key when the, where the shipment where the ship literally was going to end up um, was something that they were looking to um, uh, to be able to work with us from, and in their case, they were looking for predictions of when that ship was going to arrive. Um, so if you've got bad weather and the ship is further away, then they know they've got more time to unload the other one, or when the um, the trucks that need to meet it needed to be scheduled in, etc. Um, so those were the um, a, a series of areas. Um, certainly from the sales side of things, um, help with um, who to visit next um, and what to be able to say to them is something that, that we've seen customers um, request us. Pricing side of things, it's been spot rate tools, it's been workflow, it's been um, automation of a, of a whole series of different steps of the, uh, of the pricing and the sales uh, process. So a joke when it has to be explained is never really so funny. I just want to make sure that I heard that joke, correctly. Were you talking about key Q U A Y? Because in that, if it was, if it if that was the case, then it wasn't a rotten joke. I, I thought that was great, by the way. No, it, it it's a it's a true joke. We we actually were talking to somebody who uh, from the ports industry, um, and they were talking about key performance metrics, um, and I had to take a double take as well. It was brilliant, um, and they genuinely meant it. But in, and there was a lots of you know good business reasons behind it. But it did leave us walking away from it, going, okay, that's the first time we've heard that one. 
Yeah, that one really works in my book. So um, what are the uh, potential cost implications to, uh, to implement uh, and, and indeed operate your, uh, the solutions that you propose? And I, I think we have to be careful about the, the, the solutions that we propose. We have, we have a, um, a, um, a series of ways of implementing um, technology for people. So um, I don't think that there is one, one solution that fits all cases. Um, uh, however, the, uh, you, you obviously look to be able to productize the solution for people. So um, from, from the low end, if you're, you're talking about an entry point where somebody, let's say you've got a, um, a warehouse, 50 trucks, 100 trucks, um, and you're, you need uh, some standard business reporting to be able to help you with. Um, that's a relatively low-end um, solution. You can leverage the cloud nowadays to be able to get you into the game quick. Um, that, from our side of things, leaves you with um, the, there's a, um, an integration cost, which is relatively low. I mean, you're talking um, kind of like five, ten thousand 10000 to be able to get yourself up and running and a, and a low ongoing cost to be able to maintain it. They'll give you everything that you need from an analytical point of view if you're a, um, an SME in the logistics business. At the other end of the scale, um, you have got um, solutions that, that obviously the, you know, the big boys are running um, where the warehouses are, are significant um, investments for them. Um, and then the analytical solutions equally follow those. And th th those are very high numbers. Um, but at that point, the returns are just enormous as, the, as you get to the top end. Um, th those are you know, pure play data-driven companies. And that is what is making them so successful. Absolutely. And I, I, I guess in the uh, all across the logistics sector, whenever I'm talking about uh, implementation of um, uh, certain technologies or solutions, uh, whether that's uh, a simple fleet of forklift trucks or something um, less tangible, um, ROI is always the buzzword there. So you could, you're able to demonstrate measurable ROI, I guess. Oh, endlessly. Um, yeah, totally. And, and it's... Um... We measure things, um, so you are always you do have that you know very clear measurement um, associated with it. So it is, um, yeah. No, the, the, I I think it's gone past ROI quite honestly for these solutions. I think in, um, the analytics part of it is is one side where yes, you you get good benefits from having it in there. You, the, the the prescriptive, the um, sorry, the descriptive, the diagnostic, the predictive, the prescriptive, those, those, you know, what has happened, what will happen, what should happen type um, uh, scenarios that you can get the analytics to be able to help you. But um, you then move into this more data driven or, or digitalized environment where you're then saying, OK, well, I, what I want to be able to do is I, I need to use my assets to be able to drive my business. So um, you can the automation, the workflows that come in, the, the reduce um, your costs and, and make you more efficient. Customer service um, connections through the web um, are, are a good example of that. So then you've opened up and chatbots with 24-7 type responses are, um, are further areas that can do that. Um, but I, I think now you're into a position with data and digitization where if you're not, if you don't have a data strategy, if you are not um, uh, thinking how you are part of the the ecosphere of data that is needed for a modern supply chain, you're obsolete and you're no longer in the game. So, so I think ROI is one thing. Um, I think survival is another um, and that you have to have a data strategy for the modern supply chain and otherwise you you really aren't part of it. We'll return to this edition of Logistics Business Conversations after this short message from our sponsor. 
This edition of the Logistics Business Conversations podcast is sponsored by Jungheinrich UK Limited. In our 60th year, we're proud to be one of the leading intralogistics providers in the UK. From high energy efficiency pallet trucks and stackers to counterbalance trucks, order pickers, mobile robots, and more, Jungheinrich offers the industry's widest range of intralogistics solutions. With sustainability at the heart of what we do, check out our automation, racking systems, warehouse planning and financial services. Get in touch. Go to jungheinrich.co.uk to find your solution. Welcome back to Logistics Business Conversations. I'm your host, Peter McLeod, and I'm joined today by Robert Jordan of the Information Factory. Robert, um, I want to pick up on something we uh, you touched on uh, before the break there. It's, um, is it fair to say that uh, the generation of so much data leads to businesses failing to understand or indeed maybe becoming overwhelmed by it? Fascinating point, yes. Um, there's a quote from Eric Schmidt, the um, the, the, the Google um, founder, um, that there's five exabytes um, worth of data um, was created in the full human history, take it back as far as you can, um, and up until 2003. So five exabytes of data um, for absolutely everything that we we had um, up until 2003. And now five exabytes are produced every two days. Um, that is just a paradigm shift. And, and with it comes the difficulty in the data operations and handling of that information. Um, uh, and also comes the, um, the opportunities and, and the necessity to be able to work with it. Um, so, yes, there is... Um, uh, the volume is is one of the things that is a real problem to be able to deal with. And I think you have to be able to also now begin to consider that data is not just numbers. Um, data comes in, well, the data itself is the building block of information, but you, you've then got this <clears throat> very, very widespread of of different diverse data sources and video is is a very good example. Um, voice is, a, is another um, very good example of these new areas that just produce vast sources of, of 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 data that can be used analyzed integrated to the business um linked to um external businesses etc so is there any sort of ideal shape or size of business that would be um, best suited to having a conversation with you to improve their processes well, um, we'd certainly be happy to be able to um, handle um, businesses from from all areas. I think there is a minimum size. Um, you, there, there's an awful lot that, that of success that's done by uh, a lot of companies flying by the seat of their pants, and that's fine. Um, it, it works, and everybody only applauds those people who do it. Um, th- there comes a certain size, and I think the companies will know it themselves, um, where things are beginning to be difficult. And I think that that's the entry point for a lot of the work that we do, which is the analytics to be able to support people. You may have a system, you may have um, uh, two systems that, that you're running and you need to integrate that data. You, you've got regular reports that you're needing to be able to produce either for yourself, your stakeholders, your customers, your suppliers. Um, and it's at that point that you can get overwhelmed by, by what's happening. That's at the small end. So that's, as I say, coming to us. From the big end, um, we work absolutely, you know, with the, the, the biggest customers that are out there um, and have a deep experience in handling um, big data volumes um, from the many, many petabytes um, uh, down. Uh, so we, we're, we're a good, good player to be able to talk to the big end from the um, advanced analytics areas um, 
and through us, say, to these very much these the API-driven layers that I think an awful lot of the co companies in the middle um, are beginning to move into that area where opening up their data ecosystems, they've got BI. They've got BI in a pretty good format. They're using BI effectively. There's always a good conversation with us about you know, consultation of how to do it better. Um, but the, for them, it's really about, okay, how do I take data and how do I become data-driven? What is my how do I integrate into external um, point touch points um, effectively to be able to improve my business? And that, that's where I think that we really are the stars in that SME layer um, um, about opening up data and using data to be able to transform your business. Um, so, I mean, you know, obviously bottom line is key there, but uh, we're, we're talking about transport management. So it, what other benefits can, I, can I, the iFactory bring to its customers uh, in, in that area? In transport management, yeah, yes. um, yeah. Um, it, it's. It, it, I, I think I'd, I'd look at the um, the difficulties in trying to be able to work your way forward into an in, into an arena that you just have to play in, um, or, or you're obsolete and you're out of the game. Um, and I think that that's where we benefit people. Um, we are data experts. We've we've done this for twenty years. We have a, a team that is very very much focused on delivery. Um, that's that, that's in our DNA, um, and the we know those processes. We have very strong project management skills that mean that the delivery is what if we say we're going to do it. It happens, um, backed up, <clears throat> I say, by the processes to ensure that and the the experience of having done it many times. Um, so that, that there's that certainty that that you can get from working with us from the fact that we have done it um, and done it successfully. Um, where you then get it depends on you and the business case. And I and I would always absolutely say that you know, the technology is the facilitator and it's the enabler um, and it's the disruptor that that brings the the opportunity. But at the end, the business always trumps that. And it, we don't have the business case. Um, we have the ability to implement and to deliver, but you from the business will know what it is that you need. Um, and whether that's in pricing, whether that's in finance, whether that's in workflow associated with operations, whether that's with connecting, as I say, to suppliers, customers, whatever it is, you, you'll know what you need um, and we'll be delighted to deliver it. I was talking to an industry expert such as yourself uh, a while ago who was talking about impl implementation being like changing the tires of a car without it actually stopping. So from your perspective, how, how does implementation work and uh, how do you avoid disrupting the existing operations of your customers? Excellent question. Thank you. Um, and, and interesting um, as well. The um, I, I had somebody feedback to us recently that um, that changes the constant which we'd seen within within any business, and that um, the, the the new, if you like, methodology from the management side is to embrace the disruption, um, because the disruption that the, the, the mouse who, who whoever it was with the cheese ate the cheese was it? Yeah, I think is the famous book on this one. And I'm not quite sure how much of this is is in there. It's about handling change. I think that that one is, um, but actually I think nowadays embracing disruption and expecting it is kind of like being baked into businesses so that they know it's coming and they know that they're going to be working with it and changing it is something. Um, from, our, from our side of things, um, though, it's, it's all about um, good methodology, um, good working practices, um, always, always, always smile at your customer and understand their situation um, is something that, that everybody from top of the company to the, the bottom um, focuses on. Um, 
the the good methodologies are looking for a certain level of agility um, inside there. That agility could be either in in timeline, can be certainly in scope. Most people have got a you know, straw man of what it is that they want, but they don't have something um, fully worked out. So you need to be able to go into the customer with the, the the understanding that you're going to work with them to be able to work out that solution. So it's a partnership deal. Um, and at forming that partnership, um, you, you have to also recognize that data and data work is disruptive. Um, there is very, very clearly one of the, um, the, the the side effects and harder things to be able to deal with in these these digitalization and data projects is, is that you begin to get new people looking at, at areas that they won't probably have looked at before. Um, so maybe you've got a, I don't know, an operation system that you're integrating with a CRM because you wanted to be able to get a better view of your full view of the pit of the customer and then to have an interaction action with them. Um, in that case, all of a sudden you've got new eyes looking at data and and data being filled in by people. So processes and things that are people having to physically do to, um, from the operational side of things. Um, are we filling in the correct code when we are doing X? Um, if you're not, then that turns up in the data and you get quite a disruption associated with that. So again, I say you have to go back to this fact that you're going to, you have to embrace disruption as something that is going to be coming from this. Um, you cannot avoid working with data. It is part of the new paradigm and the way that business works. So you're going to have to do it. But as you get into that detail, well, you're going to turn out things where that that could be uncomfortable. Um, and and I think people have to understand that going into it, um, that that it isn't um, it, it isn't simple. But from our side of things, a very sympathetic and, and understanding and very very well programmed um, project or focused uh, delivery can can help customers get through that disruption um, as easily as possible. I love the slogan, uh, embrace disruption. I can't see that being used as a catchphrase in uh, too many uh, in corporate situations, but I do I do absolutely understand how that uh, in, a, in an in industry that is absolutely riddled with disruption, how actually a, a paradigm shift on, uh, on how you view that can be uh, definitely an advantage, turn to an advantage. It changes so, the world, um, doesn't it? It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. I just wondered, um, we, you talked a bit about CRM there. I mean, it got me thinking, are there any challenges when it comes to uh, um, implementation when it, uh, with integration uh, with legacy systems? Always, absolutely always. Um, from, from the we're too scared to touch them, um, which is one end, um, to um, we are uh, replacing them, so hold on, um, which happens um, very often as well, um, through to um, having to be able to deal with interfaces or data types that are um, can be uh, significantly difficult to work with, technically difficult to work with because they're old, um, that those are all type of things that we come across on a fairly regular basis and having legacy within your business is to be expected you, you you've got it you've been there a while you've built up that that environment so you you, ha- you have legacy dealing with it um it, from our side of things is i say bread and butter it's you're there you have to um and you also have to expect that, that the customer is dealing with um, a replacement policy or, or, or program associated with it, whether that's security or securing it or 
or improving how the you know what's going on inside it from regulatory point of view, uh, GDPR and that type of thing. So there's there's always work um, maintaining the legacies as well that comes in from it. But but yeah, legacy systems are um, are, are a big part of our day, and and um, they can be very very tough. They really can be. So. Um... Just, just wanted to quickly, just to sort of on a, again on a sort of a, a practical, uh, um, looking at the practical side of the, of, of your uh, implementation. How, how does your, what is your business model? Is it, a, is it, a, are you a cloud based, uh, entirely cloud based, or you know, how, how would a, how would a customer, for example, get his, uh, get their upgrades? Well, there is a, um, yeah, we're not, we're not a pure play SaaS provider. Um, so th- that isn't there. What we are is effectively a, um, a, a very skilled implementer. Um, from the, for the simplest part, and I say it's really horses for courses, depends where you are. So if you go back down to the, um, the, our kind of like the smallest people who would deal with us, you've got big enough that, that you know that you need better, um, in your reporting. So in those cases, um, you're probably looking at us to be able to run an environment for you. Um, we will then be running it in the cloud. Um, and that is, is fine. It's a very easy thing for you to be able to do in, in today's environment. Um, as you, as you get further up the stream, if you're talking, um, about us, um, helping to implement and improve implementations as we've done, um, within a variety of different um, places, um, there we are probably working on your infrastructure because it's easier, quite honestly, uh, to be able to keep it within your side if it's a BI environment um, because you own the tenant, as they call it. Um, and with that tenant, you can then make sure that that is then um, all the work is then deployed within the network that the customer has got. Um, when you're talking about um, bespoke solutions at the top end, then yes, we, we will um, build um, pure um, cloud native applications um, we do. In fact, just about everything that we do is, um, uh, you know, targeted at that. Um, and then from a run point of view, um, we are um, fine. We do an awful lot of support and run for customers. And it depends on, and it's really just down to exactly who wants to be able to pay for the infrastructure, quite honestly, at the end of the day. Um, so as I say, it, it is a mix. Um, at the bottom end, Sure, it's um, fully supported and, and and fully run for you. It's kind of like out of the box. Here's my report. Log on to it and let's go. Um, at the top end, obviously, um, you've got your own network. You've got your own environments, and we'll work within those. Um, make sure it all fits. Now, I'm not exactly going to ask you to blow the dust off your crystal ball, but uh, I wonder where um, where's the iFactory seeking to to seeking growth uh, within the transport sector? What what have we got coming down the line towards us in the in the sort of the short to medium term? Data um, integration, I'm pretty sure, is where we're going to see an awful lot more um, happening. Uh, I mean, our bread and butter is BI. It's our calling card. It gets us through the door, and everybody needs reports. There is just an increasing amount of data and, and a need to be able to integrate that data and to be able to put it out there and 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 to be able to use it for analytical purposes. Um, that's our bread and butter, and we will... In that area, then it's moving into more advanced usages, bringing algorithms to the table, making sure that, that the visualizations are more accessible and easy. That, that That's the areas that, that are happening in that area. Um, allowing us to be able to democratize data effectively without overloading the end person and, and provide them with data that they can action. Um, those are very much things and that data storytelling somehow. Um, which is a 
big picture of the whole story, bringing that to the end user in the way that they can use it. <laughs> that That's the ongoing work. But I think that the expansion that we're going to see is going to be um, really in this, uh, as I say, analytics is only one part of the picture nowadays. Data is so pervasive. It's right across the supply chain. It's necessary to be able to run a big, complicated supply chain splintered by the e-com environment. You have to have those data interactions part by part. Um, and that means that you have to have the data interfaces in there. That brings the opportunities. It brings the um, the, the needs for digitization, et cetera. And so I think that, that that entire data use, turning companies into data-driven, um, well, not data-driven, but, but data-efficient companies is something that we'll see an awful lot of work coming our way in the future because we're good plumbers. Well, the, the clock is ticking remorselessly, unfortunately, bringing us to the end of this edition of Logistics Business Conversations. It's been a great pleasure talking with you today, Robert, and thank you very much for your contribution. Uh, where can the listener find thank out you, more about the iFactory and uh, ways in which it can help them improve their transport operations? LinkedIn, um, quite happily. Twitter, very, very happily. We're out there. The website's out there, theifactory.com. Um, and um, please do contact us through Logistics Business Magazine. Otherwise, um, we are very, very eager and happy to be able to hear from everybody and delighted to help where we can. Well, once again, thank you, Robert, and thank you for listening. Look out for the next edition of Logistics Business Conversations wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.